Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so welcome to Okawa Book Club. And uh, today I'm here with John, and we're going to discuss something that it's a little different than our other episodes. We're not going to discuss a certain book in particular. What we're going to do is talk about, in general, what is a spiritual interview and what are spiritual messages. I think so far we've talked about maybe one or two of these types of books, and we're going to kind of discuss what they are from a more general sense so that our audience is more familiar with this kind of concept, especially because Riho Okawa has published so many books of this sort. So, John, we're here today to discuss these uh, spiritual interviews. If you could give just a very brief description of a spiritual interview, how would you describe it? I would describe it as a particular practice of Master Ryo Okawa, in which he communicates with the subconscious of living people. And, and they're generally key players in the geopolitical arena. Mm. And, and the interviews tend to very much correlate with current events. Right. That's so fascinating, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, <laughs> in the news, they're always trying to get this scoop, right? They're always trying to get what what does he really think? What is he really doing behind the scenes? And they're trying to, you know, find these secrets out. But Riho Okawa has this unparalleled ability to read their subconscious mind, as you said, and basically allow their words to flow through him and then be interviewed by spiritual leaders who are asking him questions or her questions. And then that person reveals a lot of secrets. So, you know, I think every media company in the world today would be so jealous if they knew about this. Yeah, it's definitely groundbreaking. I mean, we all wonder what the real intentions of people are, and it's in these books. Right, yeah. And, you know, now I think we've had messages from the leaders of almost all the major countries in the world that are active on the geopolitical scene. So knowing their true intentions is pretty shocking. But to kind of go back and get back to the more general sense, I want to discuss, like, how he developed this ability. We've revealed in some of our former podcasts, John, that he had a great enlightenment. That was March 23rd, 1981. And it paralleled Buddha's enlightenment in many senses. He had an experience. He attained a revelation. So after that, he, like Buddha, developed the six divine supernatural powers, which is essentially uh, famous in the Buddhist world. But how it breaks down is he attained a level of uh, mind reading, fate reading, clairvoyance, clairaudience, astral travel, and a spiritual wisdom. So those six powers that he attained allows him to really explore the spiritual world from a very deep perspective. And what he's doing is number one in the world nowadays in, in basically all of these facets. That's like how he got to where he is today. But, you know, he's also publishing another kind of message besides the spiritual interviews. Those are just the more generic spiritual messages of deceased figures from history. So could you discuss what those messages are? Sure. Yeah, um, the spiritual message, I mean, at first glance, they might look kind of similar to the spiritual interviews. 
But the primary difference is that the spiritual messages are dealing with uh, deceased figures from history who left some kind of legacy. And they could be benevolent figures who are in the heavenly dimensions, or they could be figures who are, you know, uh, in the hell realm, or could have even become uh, devils in the hell realm in accordance with the breadth of their influence. Right. That sounds pretty scary, doesn't it? A devil speaking through a human being on Earth? Yeah, and it's amazing that Master Okawa, um, unlike most mediums, he's fully conscious and aware during this process. And I think that that's the reason that he's able to do it so well. Because there's a lot of mediums out there, but none of them really are coming close. <laughs> yeah, I think what you said is kind of the key point. That's um, that he attains full consciousness while he's giving the spiritual interview. So it's not like he's losing his ability to discern between right and wrong, between good and evil, and to control his physical body and its movements. He is allowing the spirit to express itself, but he doesn't give them full control of his body, which I think is really advanced for a spiritual leader. And most of the people who are called channelers nowadays might not have such refined abilities. John, I know you're, you're into spirituality, but I know some people say from the secular world, I don't believe in spiritual messages, but they might say, even if they're from another religion, I don't believe in spiritual messages. But I just want to say, first of all, that all major world religions included similar concepts as spiritual messages. I think this point is pretty important. So, you know, like Jesus Christ, he gave a lot of lectures and then he said, my father is speaking through me. Right. And Muhammad, he allowed Allah and this legion of spirits to guide him. And he often lost consciousness where the spirit would be speaking through his vocal cords. Right. Uh, Moses, he attained a revelation on top of a mountain and he had many experiences of receiving divine guidance. And many of the prophets and other uh, religious people of the past have had similar experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's such an important point because a lot of people belonging to, especially the religions you mentioned, they wouldn't necessarily give it a second thought, you know, that the mm -hmm. people in the religious books are receiving spiritual messages and transmitting them. And for some reason, certain people don't believe that that could still happen today, as though something right. significant has changed. But it, it is still happening today, obviously, you know, and through Master Akawa's work. So it's happening in a very genuine way. Yeah. Yeah. And then now that we're living in this modern age, it's really easy for Master Okawa to allow the spirit to speak through him. And then that becomes distributed in the form of a book. So that book sits on a bookshelf in a bookstore. Someone picks it up. They don't essentially know just how amazing this is right away until they start reading into it. I think this is one of the biggest miracles, if not the biggest, in the world right now. Another thing I wanted to talk about is this idea that he uses his spiritual ability to call any spirit, not just some spirits come to him and want to speak, but any spirit who he calls comes to him. And it's not like a begging to, for them to come. They come right away. So I think this is another key factor that makes these books so important. Uh, what I mean by that is Master Riho Okawa. You know, we've referred to him as Riho Okawa many times in these episodes. But he is this enlightened master who has these spiritual abilities. The spirits in the other world, they recognize that. If they tried to speak through common people, 
they will find that those people are not spiritually susceptible to such a, a message and that they will find that that person's capacity as a soul is not able to handle the amount of light and wisdom coming from the higher dimensions. Right. I and mean, what ends up happening is the message becomes muddled with that person's individual thoughts and, uh, you know, their own shortcomings. Yeah, that's so true. So two points there. One is by reading through the various types of spiritual messages by Riho Okawa, you'll find that they talk so differently from each other and they share very different opinions than each other. They're, they often have different opinions than even happy science. The opinions given by the spirits are not like in one dimension. They are coming from so many different angles. And through that understanding, first we can understand how different people think around the world. And then we can also realize that, oh, this is completely genuine. It's not Rihokawa's thoughts mixed in with the spirit's words. Right. So I think that's really important. You know, the other point that I was speaking of, why they come to him when he calls. So they recognize his soul is capable of giving that message because another spiritual name of his soul is El Cantare, which is the spirit which guides over the entire multidimensional world on this earth. And it has tremendous influence in guiding civilizations and cultures around the world. So these spirits recognize who he is. Then they come right away. And then he gives their message very authentically. So that completes the miracle and in a sort of like amazing way, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, and it truly is a miraculous dynamic that's occurring. And I think it speaks to the purity of Alcantara, you know, because I mean, as you know, we were saying earlier, there are many people who claim that they're psychic mediums, and some, some of them may be, but you have to consider that the level of the spirits that are coming to them may not even be high, you know, high ranking spirits, because there is a spiritual hierarchy, and mm -hmm. there's a law of the same wavelengths. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we know that when these, when it's Alcantara communicating with these spirits, we're getting the real thing. <laughs> right. A lot of these are also recorded on video, which is pretty surprising. And more surprising than that is that sometimes there's a live audience who's watching and they are like quietly listening along while everything's being recorded. So first of all, we can watch the proof of these spiritual messages in real time. And we can even, you know, some people are able to experience being in that room and watching it face to face with Riho Kawa and then watching things take place. And they often have told me when I've spoken to such people that the, the atmosphere of the room becomes very holy and sacred if there's a high dimensional spirit in their presence. And they can definitely feel that presence. And perhaps if there's an evil spirit, there's a certain fear atmosphere that builds in the room, which is the condition that allows that spirit to be able to speak freely their words. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, definitely. With all that said, you know, these messages, it kind of shows that they are not the official ideology of Riho Okawa. So, you know, sometimes the spirits will say some kind of strange or even uh, shocking things. But those are different than the other books that we've discussed, which are like, for example, the Laws series or other guidebooks by the author Riho Okawa, because these spirits are speaking their words. So it's not the same as the opinion of happy science. And that's pretty important. That I think people are aware of that if they read such books. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily 
say they're the best starting place if you want to understand the happy science teachings because you're really only getting the foreword and the afterword from Master Okawa. The rest mm -hmm. of it is the spirits, you know. But the Laws series is probably if you just want to understand what the actual views of happy science are. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that too. So, you know, if if we just let the spirits speak as they were, maybe we would be a little bit confused. But it's pretty great that Rihokawa gives us a preface and an afterword so that we have a kind of understanding of the opinion of happy science in relation to that message. And then it helps us, you know, navigate how to best read the message in the most appropriate way, I think. Yeah. You know, I think another purpose of these messages that is pretty important is that it provides proof of the spiritual world's existence. A lot of people say, I want to believe in heaven or, you know, I don't believe in heaven or hell. Some people take either side of that equation. But the books really prove to us in the most scientific way that the spiritual world exists. It's like, you know, if you follow the scientific method, if you do the same experiment a thousand times and you keep getting the correct result, you can be sure that that's proof. And that's what these spiritual messages are. With over a thousand spiritual messages recorded to now, we have scientific proof that this spiritual world exists and then what kind of beings inhabit that world and then how they discern this world from that perspective. Yeah, I think that's such, those are really excellent points, uh, Dylan. And I think it's an important thing to note that, you know, happy science is a science. There is mm -hmm. a scientific methodology applied right. to everything. It, it's just not a secular science. Mm -hmm. So generally, when we use the word science, we're strictly referring to secular kind of atheistic science. Mm -hmm. And that is limiting, you know, and I think we need to be able to acknowledge that there are different forms of science. Mm -hmm. And that the, you know, the spiritual science of happy science is just as valid as mm -hmm. any other form. And even his ability to, to call upon any spirit allows him to bring people like Einstein or Edison or Isaac Newton down to happy science and then ask them questions about modern scientific theories nowadays. And then what we learn is pretty surprising stuff that I think all the uh, research institutes would be so enthusiastic if they heard what we are discovering through these messages. This is not just happening in the scientific field, but in politics. Right. We're seeing how the future is going to occur. We're seeing, you know, the, the real state of the world affairs in culture and media and, you know, all these different areas. We're discovering just like how things really are from the most fundamental perspective. I could not talk highly enough about how great these messages are, and I'm sure the audience will be very curious to learn more about them through their own experience. Yeah, I know I'm always excited when a new one comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not just, again, this is not just coming from one psychic leader, but again, Ryuho Okawa is the number one most influential religious leader from Japan, and his books have sold more than 100 million copies around the world, and his Laws series have been the number one bestsellers in Japan for 26 consecutive years. So it's not just some man with some claims. It's a person of the highest respect by even worldly authorities, especially in Japan. So I think that's also important to uh, clarify. Yeah, so, you know, we mentioned that there's proof that the spiritual world exists through these messages. But how do these messages really work on a scientific basis 
or a spiritual science basis. It's because everything is vibration. Everything is energy. And spirits are just the thought energy of a person which lives on beyond their death. It's this life energy or this thought energy that maintains a certain personality or characteristic. And so even when human bodies die, that spiritual energy lives on. And so through his clairaudience, which is one of the six divine powers that I mentioned earlier, he's able to tap into that vibration and then allow the spirit of that vibration, which is the spirit he wants to speak through him, to access his vocal cords. As he is perceiving what they are thinking, it's simultaneously produced through his mouth. And then it's like constantly a direct flow from the source of the spiritual energy, from the source of that thinking energy, through his physical body, and then expressed as a person called Riho Kawa. But actually, it's not his thought. It's the energy which is speaking through him. So I think I should clarify that science for everyone. Yeah, I think that was very well said, you know, and it's, you know, I think a big part of it comes down to being connected to the sort of universal cosmic mind, you know, that everybody and everything is part of. So anyways, uh, we've talked a lot about these spiritual interviews and spiritual messages. You can learn a lot more online at okawabooks.com. There is a subcategory where you can sort by spiritual messages and then find all those books listed together. So please uh, visit okawabooks.com. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive. <laughs>